is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! Let's hit the waiver wire. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and T. It is week 17 for you daring fantasy owners who want to play the entire season. We welcome you to our waiver wire show. Merry Christmas, everybody. It's Tuesday, December 25th, and I have not opened any gifts yet, but I'm excited to do it. Merry Christmas, Dave and Jamie. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. My son is still asleep. So. That's your Christmas gift. <laughs> well, he didn't sleep He didn't sleep much last night, but now he's making up for it. He was yeah. waiting for Santa? 9.15. I guess so. I guess so. Um, my wife got him. So I didn't get him any gifts. Is that terrible? He's six, five months old. Does he need gifts? So your wife got him gifts, but you didn't? I knew she'd get him gifts. Of course she got him gifts. I mean, technically, that's you both getting him gifts, right? Yeah, but I wasn't in on it. Well, anyway, I am the Grinch, and that's what I'm going to be today. So I have an idea. It's week 17. It's Christmas. Nobody's listening. So let's just give this a shot. You guys tell me who you want on waivers. And then I am going to crap all over that player, bring up a negative about that player, and be the fantasy Grinch. And we'll discuss, guys, in that regard. How's that sound? Wonderful. Okay, let's go through that. The, by, by the way, by the way, uh, we won't be doing that on, on FFT today. Oh, yeah. On, on camera return. You shaved. I shaved. I shaved last night right before the Chinese food came, the Christmas Eve tradition. Um and uh, all right, so uh, we'll we'll get into the waiver wire in just a second. Let's go through all the big news that we need to know. So, who's resting starters this week? Uh, might be no one, most, or most likely the Saints, but might be no one. I I would say the Saints will rest their key starters for most, if not all, the game. The Cowboys are talking a big game. I don't buy it. Uh, I I would not expect to see much of Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, but that's it. Not even the Seahawks, who have locked into their spot. They've got a track record of playing their guys no matter what the situation is. They they're not locked into their spot. They aren't locked into No, they're locked into the playoffs. They right. get to lose, and the Vikings win, and they get the sixth. So they're either the fifth or the sixth seed. Either way, they're going on the road for the first week of the playoffs. That's basically locked in. No, um, no, but well, but it's it's big because... Playing the four playing the three are totally different. Yeah, You'd like... Play Dallas than play Chicago. I'd sure. much rather sure. go to Dallas. It doesn't they, matter. They're playing their guys. Is there um, any the doubt Chiefs, that the Seahawks... Have to play. Is there any doubt the Seahawks are going to Dallas and beating the, the Cowboys? It'll, I think so. Uh, yeah, of course. Pete Prisco and I have had the discussion on this quite a few times. He thinks Dallas will win. No, they won't. It's That game is over before it starts. And Seattle then you've got is. Seattle at New Orleans, assuming... Oh, that's a slaughter. That's a slaughter. Well, the Eagles don't beat the Bears. Or the sure, yeah, right. Um, uh, there is there is some thought. Peter King wrote in his Monday morning column that uh, the Bears may not play their guys. Uh, they figure they're going to play Minnesota the following week. No, because they figure that the Rams are going to probably beat the uh, 49ers. right? And have no shot at the two seed. Well, what are we looking at in the AFC? Chargers and Chiefs have the same record, but the Chiefs win the division and get the one seed with a win. Right, so we talked about this on uh, Fantasy Football Today yesterday, that if the Chargers see the Chiefs winning, do they start to pull their guys also? So you have to be a little bit concerned, I think, about maybe Phillip Rivers, who's taken a lot of hits recently, and then you have the three guys that are coming back from injury over the last couple of weeks with Keenan Allen, Melvin Gordon, and Austin Eckler. Uh, do they start to take those guys off the field? The Patriots will be playing at 1 o'clock Eastern. The Chargers and Chiefs are playing at 4 o'clock Eastern. So the Patriots need to win to have a shot at the one seed. 
Uh, so they will be playing their starters. They also need to win to keep the two seed. That's right. That's right. And Houston obviously can get the two seed with a win and a Patriots loss. Uh, Baltimore needs to win. Pittsburgh obviously needs to win and have Baltimore lose. I cannot believe Pittsburgh might not make the playoffs. I believe somebody said they're going to run away with their division Uh, more so than anybody (laughs) else in the NFL. Cleveland really could <laughs> beat the Ravens, though, so that's an awesome game. Baltimore-Cleveland's going to be a good one. and I think it's the second-best game on the slate. Ooh, okay, let me do a quick scan to see what the best game on the slate is. Is it Colts-Titans on Sunday night? Um, in no, terms it's of Bears, Bears-Vikings, yes. right? No, Colts-Titans is the best game in terms of implications. That's win, winning it in. Okay. And, and potentially win the division. But could be a terrible game if Mariota doesn't play. Could you imagine the Texans losing the division? Would they, they've clinched a playoff spot, right? Yeah, the Texans lose, and the winner of that game will win the division. That is a fun game. All right. Hopefully Mariota that's why plays. It was, that's why it was flexed till Sunday night. Cool, cool. Uh, Nick Foles is going to start this week. Eric Ebron suffered a concussion, so we don't know about him. We don't know about Mariota. He left with a stinger. Rashad Penny will play this week. Uh, I, I would be shocked if Mariota plays. Really? Because it was it's unrelated they, they, to the They other brought ones. up another quarterback on the roster. Yeah. Uh, Lamar Miller trending upwards, according to Bill O'Brien. Marquise Goodwin hurt his calf, and Dante Pettis is out with a knee injury. Uh, Kendrick Bourne identity. <laughs> Matt Breida out this week. Tevin Coleman day-to-day with a groin injury. And do we know anything about James Conner, Spencer Ware, or Odell Beckham right now? As of now, I would expect none of them to play. Let's see if Connor continues to practice this week. And Todd Gurley has a shot to play. I think he's going to play. I don't think he's going to play. because They have to have the utmost confidence in C.J. Anderson after last week. And it's another great, simple matchup for them. It's not as easy of a matchup. They don't need Gurley. Well, they don't need Gurley, but they do have a lot to play for. And they don't want Gurley resting three weeks, ideally, being maybe being a little rusty for the playoffs. Um, the reason I think he's going to play is because he looked like he looked good enough in warmups. He kind of reminded me of Melvin Gordon when we saw Melvin Gordon in warmups last Thursday. He didn't play that game. Um, it was at the Chiefs game, and uh, then he played the following week. I don't know. So the reason I bring that up is because I'm about to ask you your top three waiver wire priorities, and I'm sure you're going to say C.J. Anderson. There's definitely some risk because if Gurley plays, obviously it's a bad one. But who are your top three waiver wire priorities? Well, you said it. C.J. Anderson would be at the top of the list. And then I think it really comes down to what you need. And it might come down to what you need anyway. You might even pass on C.J. Anderson if you're really feeling good about your running backs. Do not pass on C.J. Anderson well, and give him why? to somebody else. Well, what if your opponent's really good at running back and they don't need C.J. Anderson? Do not Anderson? pass on C.J. Anderson and give him to somebody else. You're a mean one. But Todd Gurley's gonna play. <laughs> that's the that's the downside of CJ Anderson. But right now you can't figure that that's gonna happen. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's just a matter of if there are two players that you really want, you know you're getting one and your opponent's getting one. Who's who's number two? Robbie Anderson, Eli McGuire, who's number two for you guys? I mean if Robbie Anderson's still available, he's number two. Oh, is he? Yes, what's your what's your downside for this one? The I Patriots. Yeah, Patriots are getting is. pretty good at limiting uh, great receivers. I mean, in their last seven games, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, 
Adam Thielen, Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster. None of them had 50 yards. I'm a mean one. I'm still picking up Robbie Anderson. Yeah, me too. <laughs> what complicates? I don't have I don't have him as a top twelve receiver this week, but he's still going to be fine. So the Anderson brothers are up top, CJ and and Robbie. No relation. Do you need a tight end? Well, I I mean there are a lot more guys. I mean Eli McGuire, maybe a quarterback. Who who is who are some other big names that you're getting on waivers? If McGuire is out there, you can definitely pick him up. We know he's going to start and going to play for the Jets. Oh really, Dave? You're going to pick up Eli McGuire? The Patriots have played seven home games this year. Only three running backs have had more than 11 carries in those seven games. Nobody runs on them because the Patriots could blow out the Jets. They're terrible run defense, though. They could, but McGuire catches passes out of the backfield. He's basically, for all intents and purposes, matchup proof. I'm really enjoying as this. As goofy as that way. sounds. They don't really have another option that they trust as much as Dave McGuire. That's true. That's a good point. That's been proven over the last three weeks. And just so everybody knows, I'm I'm just kind of pretending like I, I, I am interested in all of these players. Just having some week seventeen Christmas spirit fun. CJ Anderson, Robbie Anderson, Eli McGuire. You know what complicates things a little bit, guys, is um what if Damian Williams is still available? He's eighty two percent owned. What if Jamal Williams is still available? He's seventy five percent owned. You know? Who, then you go and grab them. Yeah, just beware of Spencer Ware because he could come back, you know? Yeah, I'm worried about Spencer Ware coming back and taking Damian Williams off the field. Williams has played so poorly. Well, they really need they really need help at running back in Kansas City. I, could I, he definitely would have a role. Yes, he'd have a role, but it wouldn't be a main role. How, what if I need a quarterback? Who am I picking up this week? Nick Foles. I, Foles has to be number one. But Josh Allen is number two, and Lamar Jackson is number three. Let me see if I have anything bad to say about Nick Foles. I don't think I do. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, <laughs> uh, gonna enjoy that. No DJ Swearinger for the Redskins. You could say that Foles had no touchdowns in Week 15. I could say that. Yeah. No. Uh, well, now that Heath is here, I can admit that I, I, I'd be fine starting Nick. Or it is not here, rather. I'd be fine starting Nick Foles this week. Uh, all right, so C.J. Anderson, Robbie Anderson, Elijah McGuire, Nick Foles. Of course, Damian Williams is worth picking up. If Damian Williams and C.J. Anderson are both available in your league, and Jamal Williams, who's your favorite? Damian Williams. Because you know he's going to play. Well, uh, Jamal Williams is... I also like his matchup better. Jamal Williams That's has the great. most clear-cut uh, role. Right, because he doesn't have Spencer Ware or Todd Gurley potentially coming back. Correct. He's actually the highest ranked running back I have this week of the three. Okay. So pick them all up. How about that? And uh, if the Seahawks DST is available, they're seventy five percent owned. I would be all over them. The Cardinals are their opponent, and they allow the most mm-hmm. fantasy points to DSTs. But you do worry a little bit, maybe about the Seahawks resting some guys. Still, they'd be great. Uh, any other DSTs popping? This week, uh, Bills, Falcons, Colts, Eagles are my favorite. Giants. What, what's their ownership at? Fifty something percent. Eagles are ahead of all of them. Eagles or Seahawks? I didn't. I thought the Eagles were higher on than that. Uh, Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks. Uh, also love the Steelers too. Yeah, against Bengals. Uh, okay, so uh, we'll get into some tight ends and some other players a little bit later. If you don't have Robbie Anderson available, who are some other wide receivers you could add? Of course, we'll talk about it. 
Email of the day number one is from Meredith in LA. I really like the recent trend of donating some of your winnings to a cause close to a player who helped you win the championship, but I'd also like to include fantasy analysts in that as you guys for sure helped me win. Any causes or organizations that the Fantasy Football Today crew would like victorious managers to consider? That's actually pretty thoughtful. Very. When when I've been asked in the past about this, I direct people to donate to the Mental Health Association of Southeast Florida in the memory of Roberta Eisenberg. Thank you. Um, sure. Uh, yeah, I can give you information on that tomorrow if you want. That'd be great. All right. We'll do that. Meredith, thank you so much for the thought. Email of the day number two is from Morgan. Dave, where's Morgan from, I wonder? Moon Township, Pennsylvania. Subject line, I need... Is that a real place? Yeah. I need fantasy therapy. I lost my matchup in a league by four points. I benched C.J. Anderson for Barkley, Chubb, and Derrick Henry. Aye, 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 Morgan says at the end. Man. Barkley, Chubb, aye, and aye, Henry. Aye, aye. Were, you, were you really considering starting C.J. Anderson over Barkley, Chubb, and Henry when those games were about to kick off and you didn't know the status of Todd Gurley? Well, be a therapist here. like Right. You didn't know that C.J. Anderson was going to do what he did. There was a chance when you set your lineup and started Barkley, Chubb, and Henry that C.J. Anderson was barely going to play. He might have had three carries for six yards. And if that was the case, then you would have been happy starting Barkley, Chubb, and Henry and then losing your matchup by four points. That's not the reason why you lost your matchup. I don't like your bedside manner. You're being, no, you need to be, if you're going to be a therapist, you have to be honest. Be honest, but like, first of all, are you taking notes? Because that's what therapists do. And you could be like a little gentler. Obviously, Morgan is distraught right now. You know what, Dave? Like, this was a bad idea. I'm sorry, Morgan. News and notes. Left uh, left tackle Teron Armstead. He left again, so you can expect he's not going to play for the Saints this week. Hopefully he uh, can right. recover. So if he's not going to play, why would they risk putting Breeze out there in a meaningless game when yeah. his blind side isn't at 100%? Am I going to get so excited? There's only, there's only two things to consider. One, they're at home. So do they want to give the home crowd at least a drive, a half, you know, a quarter of something to you know appease them? Two, the MVP. That's true. That's true. It's a good point. Uh, Jarrell Casey left with a leg injury. He's on IR now. This is temp- Tennessee's defensive tackle, Jarrell Casey. Am I going to get excited about Marlon Mack now? You can be excited about Marlon Mack. I hope he, Brian Kelly plays. Yeah, if he plays and Casey doesn't play, that makes the matchup really good. Yeah. But Casey is this big, huge defensive tackle in the middle of that Tennessee line. And any any reason why the Titans were good against the run, he's part of it. Yeah, and well, if he's not going to play, that's a big loss for Tennessee for the rest of the year. Yeah, but you know what Marlon Mack was last week, guys? You're a mean one. He was the Grinch. That was Grinch. I was very he very touchdown. Yeah, he salvaged. Ah, he whatever. Salvaged. Didn't even get double digit points. Uh, Houston lost three defensive backs in Week 16, so green light for everybody in the Jaguars passing game. That's right. Go with Dante Moncrief and. Well, Dee Westbrook, you might have actually been considering anyway. Do we know who the quarterback is for Jacksonville? No. Uh, my guess is Bortles. I like it better for those receivers if Bortles plays. And and again, Prisco yeah. said he thinks the Jags win if Bortles plays. What? What? They were they were really good with Bortles before he got benched for Cody Kessler. So I guess I see his point. 
Well, I think what his his theory is is that the defense has actually played well the last uh, couple of games, and um, that Bortles will at least move around and do some things. That if the pocket breaks down and he's getting chased by those guys, right, he won't go into the fetal position. Yeah, listen. it would be so Jacksonville to play big in Week 17 when it's meaningless. I, it's like not, I'm already warming up well, to I mean, Bortles as a daily play. It's not meaningless to to the Texans. It is to them. You guys go and knock off the Texans. It is. Houston, your number one DST this week? No, I like Seattle better. Seattle. Okay. I like the Steelers better, and I like the Eagles better. Okay. Top five, though, right? If Kessler plays, though, that will change it. I'd probably put uh, the Texans, too. All right. Austin Eckler expected to play this week. Cincinnati lost uh, two members of their defense last week, uh, Vontez Perfect and Drake Kirkpatrick. Jets defensive lineman Leonard Williams got ejected in the second quarter. I don't know why I put that in the notes. Maybe I thought that that was why Jamal Williams did so well, but probably not. Um, Cornell Patterson has a knee injury. Taylor Heineke may not be able to start for Carolina. Do we know anything more on that? No, nothing. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, Green Bay cornerback Jair Alexander left with a groin injury. That's big. Denzel Ward, Cleveland cornerback, left with a concussion. That's big news. Jacksonville lost another offensive lineman. Josh Wells suffered a concussion. The Redskins cut safety DJ Swearinger. Minnesota will play this game against the Bears, potentially without Xavier Rhodes and Marcus Sherrill's two cornerbacks. So that those are injuries we're going to be looking at. And yes, those are technically two cornerbacks, but one is far more impactful yes. than the other. Sherrill's makes more of a contribution on special teams. Yeah, it's it's Rhodes. Yeah, we'll be looking at Rhodes. Right. Uh, and Philadelphia activated Mike Wallace from IR. I assume that doesn't really matter. It does for the offense, not for fantasy. Yeah, better Helps for Foles. Right, stretches the field. Okay, and uh, time to take a little sneak peek at the waiver wire. So let's just give some names at each position. We'll get further in depth later in the show. Let's start with quarterback. Foles, Foles mm-hmm. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. For me, they're all top 12 fantasy quarterbacks this week. Same. Really? All right, i got to really study the quarterback landscape because I don't really think Lamar Jackson has warranted that in at least in six point per passing touchdown leagues is it because like he's ahead of breeze i'm assuming uh, yeah uh, yeah he's ahead of breeze ahead of brady um ahead of trubisky and cousins mm-hmm. okay i mean it makes sense i've uh, got him ahead of russell wilson well not me i love wilson this week um i have him ahead of rivers all right running backs we've got robbie anderson i'm sorry uh his teammate elijah mcguire and, of course, we mentioned Damian Williams, Jamal Williams. Who else, though, that might be available in a lot of leagues at running back? We didn't bring up Brian Hill's name. But if Tevin Coleman ends up not playing in Week 17, that's your starting running back for Atlanta. And I don't even know if they've got another guy to help him out. No, they'd have to sign someone. Right. So this is, this is a pretty good opportunity for the former uh, Wyoming rusher. To come in and get a lot of carries against a bad run defense. Yeah, I think um, Tampa Tampa Bay, right? Sorry, I got the match yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. So, like, I have the stats somewhere. I think they've allowed like four or five 100 yard rushers in their last seven games. Uh, wide receiver, other than Robbie Anderson. I kind of like the Bills guys, Foster and Zay Jones. I've got Foster in my top 24, but it's barely. And I've got Zay Jones just outside of my top 24. And I like what I saw from Chester Rogers. And if Eric Ebron's out, then 
he'll man the middle of the field and just pick up a lot of volume. He's done that earlier this year for Indianapolis. He would also be a low-end starting receiver. Love Valdez Gantling this week with the injuries to Randall Cobb and Equinemus St. Brown in this matchup against Detroit. And Deshaun Hamilton just continues to make plays. Okay, wait. I got I mean, I got to really play the Grinch music on, on <laughs> Go ahead. Valdez Scantling. I mean, he had five catches for 75 yards at the Jets. He had a combined 61 receiving yards in his previous five games. And in Detroit's last five games, only two wide receivers have scored more than eight fantasy points in non-PPR. They were Robert Woods and Robert Foster. How can you love Marquez Valdez-Scantling? Games in Green Bay. Darius Slade may not play. Uh, I think you see Aaron Rodgers all the way. I think you see what Rodgers did last week, uh, <laughs> opening up the offense a little bit. Packers make him pay. Lay by the bay, make things out of clay. Uh, yeah, we forgot. We didn't say Jordy Nelson, but Jordy's a pretty good ad, especially in PPR. He's been like, 40 yeah, he's still available. Points. Yeah, yeah he's, I mean, you know, it, it, it's. I put Anderson and, and Jordy in there just in case. You know, ten team leagues I just out there. Yeah, it's weird. It's like their ownership is about sixty five percent, which is basically the cutoff for for the waiver wire but i feel like they're owned in like all of my leagues it's just i don't don't know how that ownership doesn't get higher i guess it's the shallower leagues uh okay tight ends herndon if he's still available i mean you have no and nunwa uh most likely no jermaine curse and he had uh i think like five for 70 the first time these two men he had 12 ppr points uh i think it was seven for 57 Seven for seven. It was either five for seven or seven for fifty. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, twelve, he's, 12 he's PPR easily, points. Easily a top ten tight end this week. Yeah, he's facing and, the Patriots. Yep. And I'll go back to the well on Gerald Everett. Yeah, I like Uzama first game without Tyler Boyd. He was involved and uh He scored. Uh, he scored. And I think that's gonna be probably the, the best target for Jeff Driscoll in this game. And Uzama's thirty one percent owned. Steelers did a great job against Gronkowski last week, but they typically are really bad. Ago. Two games, two games, thanks, yeah. They typically are really bad against tight ends. They haven't faced that many good ones. I'll throw out one more name. If there's no Eric Ebron, and we know that the tight end position has been decimated by Indianapolis, look for Mo Cox. Deep sleeper type, because I don't know if he's necessarily that good, but he, he's just as good of a touchdown or bus candidate as you know a bunch of other dudes that are out there. Yeah, yeah. and he scored twice uh, before he started dealing with these injuries. And the, the Titans do allow the fewest fantasy points to tight ends. That is a product of who they've played. Uh, we can get into that a little bit later if if uh, people want. I don't know that there's one single listener that's picking up Mo Ali Cox, but hey, it's maybe not. It's interesting. Maybe he's a decent daily dart. We've already talked about the DSTs, the Eagles. I, I mean, I guess my question with the Eagles, I know they're facing the Redskins, but like, they're not good. They have a bad defense. So I understand the. Th- the uh, you know enthusiasm about picking them up, but are they better than the Steelers? Um, okay, where do you, I'm sorry, where do you have the Eagles? That's a better way to. I have them ranked third right now. I have them ranked seventh. Okay. All right. So let's just take a look at DST rankings. Jamie goes. Uh, I I think you I see them as second. You're moving to third. Steelers, Eagles, Seahawks is what I'm seeing. No, should be Seahawks, Steelers, Eagles. Okay, Seahawks. Oh, there, there it is. Seahawks, Steelers, Eagles. Dave is Seahawks, Ravens, Vikings, Bills, Steelers, Rams, Eagles. So if the Steelers are available, 
Pick them up. If not, the Eagles. Take a look at the Bills as well. And who am I forgetting? Falcons. Yeah. At Tampa Bay. Colts at Tennessee. In terms of free agency. Yeah. Well, anything, I guess. You never know who's available. Uh, I mean. Yeah, there could be people that drop the Ravens because of playing the Chargers last week. But you'd you'd rather start like the Eagles over the Ravens, wouldn't you? Yes. But yeah. I'm just saying, like in terms of teams are still available. I I still would play the Saints defense, even if they're going to rest some guys, just because of the, what the Panthers' offense is going to look like, especially if McCaffrey doesn't play. Is there a chance McCaffrey doesn't play? There was a report Monday that Ron Rivera may rest him now that he set the record sure. for receptions at the running back position. He's gone over a thousand yards, and all you're doing is suscept- is making him susceptible to hits with that offense being what it is. So, right, I'd it's be actually su- kind of smart. I'd be surprised if they played him. And if that's the case, then I'll move the Saints up too. But and again, even now, if it's, even if it's their backups, I would still take my chances with them in their building against right. that offense. It's going to be a preseason game. You're going to see a lot of Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> Atlanta, Maybe. Atlanta was who, uh, they, who they play a quarterback though. They they may not want to play Bridgewater. Depends, well, Taysom Hill's a huge part of their offense. They're well, not going to risk him to it, injury. I I wouldn't say he's a huge part of their offense. I, I think you look at what. Uh, it, it depends what their thoughts are on Teddy. If they want to do Teddy a favor, they'll play him. If they want to try and see if they can get Teddy cheap as a potential heir apparent, they're not going to play him. You mean gonna... you don't think that Taysom Hill is a huge part of their offense? No. They use him like five plays a game at the most ludicrous times. Well, they use him more than that, but they use him uh, – they, they probably want to um, maybe give him some reps at quarterback just all in right, case all he's right. their backup. I, I was being sarcastic. I hate what they do. I hate it. I'm sick of oh, it. Oh, it's the stupidest it's, thing I'm in the so world. I'm so sick of it. It needs to stop. I, I've floated conspiracy theories on why Taysom Hill oh. like has these – like Sean Payton made a bet. <laughs> Sean Payton accidentally drove over their dog and said, I'll play your kid <laughs> to make up for it. You know, all kinds of crazy things. Yeah. You know, maybe Taysom sense. Hill's dad is like a, you know, important politician and Sean Payton wants some legislation to get through. I don't know. We didn't... It is so stupid, but – there's got to be a reason. Just two DST notes. Uh, the, the Saints have the Panthers this week, and the Panthers faced the Falcons last week, and the Falcons were the number one DST in fantasy in Week 16, at least in our scoring. And the Chiefs, we haven't mentioned the Chiefs, but they have the second most sacks in the NFL. They face Oakland. Oakland's allowed the fifth most sacks in the NFL. However, their quarterback has not thrown an interception in 10 straight games. Uh, yeah, I have, I have the Chiefs too low. They should be higher. All right, we got to get into. Speaking of the Chiefs, we got to get into, into the Chiefs game. But first, we got to talk about SeatGeek, the best way to see games, concerts, comedy, theater this holiday season and beyond. Download the SeatGeek app. Jamie just used it to go to a basketball game over the weekend. I've used it so many times to go to so many different types of things, concerts and sports primarily. But every purchase is fully guaranteed. Download the SeatGeek app and use the code FFT. And when you do that, you save ten dollars on your first SeatGeek purchase. Why SeatGeek? All right, you got options out there. Why SeatGeek? Because SeatGeek will save you time and money. You don't have to search multiple sites anymore. You don't have to go through the internet and try to find the best ticket prices on site A, site B, site C, do Google searches, all this stuff. SeatGeek does all that work for you. They search multiple ticket sites. They bring in the results. They grade every ticket based on value. They make it so easy for you to buy and sell tickets. And you can save 10 bucks with our promo code. So once again, download the SeatGeek app. And use the code FFT and get $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. And use that $10 to buy a hot dog and put ketchup on it. Because ketchup is superior to mustard. Seattle 38, Kansas City so weird. 31. <laughs> I don't like anything spicy. That's, that's all you need to know. You should just stop that you don't like anything. 
So I think you guys had uh, <laughs> Mahomes and Wilson 1-2 in your rankings last week, right? Yes. And while they did not finish 1-2, and two, they both were great. They finished uh, both with 33 fantasy points and 6 points per passing touchdown leagues. Huge games for Mahomes and Russell Wilson. Huge game for Damian Williams. He had 20 touches. He had 140 yards and a touchdown and, and a fumble. Huge game for Chris Carson. Three straight games with 22 or more carries for Chris Carson, guys. Um, he's going to make things pretty interesting going into next year. Yeah. It's uh, it's funny because uh, when I did my rankings last Monday, uh, I said to Heath, I go, I like Chris Carson as a top five guy. And he looked at me like, you're you're nuts. I like him better than Barkley. I like him better than McCaffrey. He's like, you're crazy. <laughs> And then I realized, yeah, I was a little crazy. So I dropped him down a few spots, and I wish I left him there. Yeah. Was he, he was not the number, was he the number one running back? He was the number one running back. Whew. Wow. Heck of a game. And, and didn't have a catch. No. That, that was actually why I thought he would play great, was because he was coming off the game with six catches. He's yeah. my number one guy this week, though. Uh, they are facing Arizona, so that makes sense. Um, Doug Baldwin looks like he's back, guys. Uh, he was great. Yeah, where was this all season? Well, he was hurt to start the year, and now he's he's connecting and in full rhythm more. Yeah, he's 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 back. It's yeah. nice. Looks great, and he had an almost touchdown, so he almost had an even bigger game. Um, Tyler Lockett had a nice game too, only five targets with four catches for ninety nine yards, and this game really made me. I kind of worry about the Chiefs' defense. It had seemed to be playing better the last two games. Not so much. Any have they lost all their big games? No, maybe they lost. I mean, the they, beat, they lost they beat, a lot of them. They beat Pittsburgh earlier in the season, but they they, but they sp- lost to the Patriots. They split with the Chargers. They beat the Chargers in Week One. Yeah, but I think, like you know, as as you've gone on throughout the course of the season, it seems every primetime game I think they lost. Maybe De- they beat Denver. Well, they beat Jacksonville. We thought that was a big game. At the time, you're right. Yes. But they beat, uh, uh, Baltimore. They beat Denver in prime time. They beat Baltimore in overtime. That's what it was. Beat Baltimore in overtime, yes. Okay, so they haven't lost all their big games. But it's, it just seems as if, uh, like Keith and I were having this conversation yesterday, they have to score 30 every week because their yeah. defense is so bad. Yeah. And I heard Tony Gonzalez on a radio interview yesterday, and he said in 2003, he said they were the same team. I think it was 2003. He said they were the number one scoring offense. Their defense was terrible. This is in Kansas City. They were 13-3, and and they lost in the first round of the playoffs. Their first playoff game. Who said that? Tony Gonzalez? Yeah. Jeez, Tony Gonzalez. You know what? Uh, oh, sorry. sorry. I didn't have a shoot up. <laughs> there we go. Tony Gonzalez is the Grinch now. Uh, any, any other thoughts on this game? Kind of a disappointing game for Kelsey. Two in a row with disappointing games in your fantasy semifinals and championships. Should have had a big play. Huge play. Early? Mahomes overthrew him. He was wide open in the end zone. Yeah, I missed that one. Heath mentioned that one. It was like a 50-yard throw. All right, let's go to Oakland and Denver then. Philip Lindsay left with a wrist injury, so we should definitely mention that. He may not play this week. That means Royce Freeman, maybe Devontae Booker become relevant against the Chargers, who have struggled against the run. What would you think about last night's game? I'll tell you what I think. It was one of the most boring games. I hated every second of watching that game. It was annoying. <laughs> okay, good. I it was a annoyed. very annoying game. Uh, yeah, I don't know if there's a lot to get out of it. 
Well, I mean, let's talk about the Broncos wide receivers, guys. Uh, Sutton, 6 for 65 and a touchdown. Hamilton, 6 for 40 and a touchdown. So he's around 40 to 45 yards every week. Tim Patrick, three catches for 44 yards. He almost had a deep ball. He got clocked and could not come down with it. But thoughts on the Broncos, guys? It's good to see Sutton actually play well. He's been he's been pretty terrible. I wonder how healthy he is. He's going to be one of those guys. I, I got the feeling watching him last night that is he going to be like a Devontae Parker? A lot of expectation, big role, big opportunity, but just never delivers. I hope that's not the case, but that's just the feeling that I got. I think it'll come down to who's throwing him the football next year. I, I like that he had 10 targets. I like that they threw to him in the second half. That was a nice change from last week. It still feels like Keenum trusts Deshaun Hamilton more. Hamilton had one fewer target than Sutton in this game, but I, I think that those two have a good connection going. Yeah, and, and Pete was talking about this yesterday, that he felt that he was the better of the prospects coming out of college last year just because he's a better route runner. Hamilton over Sutton? Yeah. 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 He's, he's definitely a better route runner than Sutton, but he's just not as physically imposing. This game is a lot more, you know, fantasy relevant just in terms of talking points than the Chiefs, not, uh, Chiefs game, Chiefs Seahawks game, excuse me, because you've got the injury to Lindsey and Freeman didn't really get a lot of work. They were trailing though. And you've got the wide receivers who are interesting. And then you got, you got Jordy Nelson who's had three good games in a row in people, or three of his last four in PPR have been 14 or more points, I believe. And then how on earth did Doug Martin have 21 carries for 107 yards and a touchdown against the Broncos. And Jalen Richard scored his first touchdown of the year. Uh, Denver gave up. <laughs> they certainly they, they're, they're, yeah. they're done. It's, it's, uh, it, I feel bad for Vance Joseph. I don't think he's a bad coach. I don't know if he's a good head coach. But um, you're already hearing rumors that uh, I think Jason Nakamura reported this, that if he gets fired or when he gets fired, um, he's either going to be the Bengals defensive coordinator or potential head coach. Yeah, he'll be. Oh, the head coach of the Bengals. Yes. Yeah, I read that too. Congratulations, yeah. Cincinnati. <laughs> well, oh my goodness, I, I do feel like John Elway is sort of. He's getting a lot of criticism, I know, but I, I feel like John Elway is. He signed Peyton Manning, looked like a genius, and now we're finding out that life without Peyton Manning is not that good. It's not always the head coach's fault, you know. Yeah, I mean they they've made some, you know. Bad draft choices over the last couple of years, and, yeah. and certainly, you know, n- whenever you don't hit on a first-round quarterback, it sets your franchise back, and yeah. they missed on Paxton Lynch. They are also playing without Chris Harris. They're playing without Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas. Their line's beat up. They're, they stink right now. Right. But Keenum and they're the playing answer. with Case Keenum. And how about the fact that Jared Cook is a top-five tight end this year, and, like, nobody's excited about him next year? And a game not. like last night is, is is a reason why. 20 yards. Yep. Three targets, two catches, 20 yards. But they didn't have to throw. But in his last six games, he has four games with 32 or fewer yards and two games with 100 or more. <laughs> yeah, he's a tight end in the NFL. Unless your name is Kelsey Ertz or Kittle, <laughs> you're, you're gambling. Could it just be that it's Jordy taking on more work now and they're not as reliant on Jared Cook as they were yeah. before? His big stretch came when Jordy was hurt and the other guys were terrible. Martavis Bryant got whatever. Right. That's true. All right, let's go to the waiver wire and talk about the quarterbacks. So we've got one guy uh, owned in more than 65% of leagues. Tell me uh, if you think he is better than Nick Foles this week, and that is Jameis Winston facing the Falcons. He's just behind him for me. I like Foles as a top-ten guy. 
Same. All right, and it's important to note, you know, who should be looking at the waiver wire. So the Drew Brees owner, obviously, the Philip Rivers, the Kirk Cousins, Mitchell Trubisky owners, right? Um, Brady, mm-hmm. Mayfield. Okay, so, you know, be active on the waiver wire. Other than Foles, we have Josh Allen versus Lamar Jackson. Who do you guys like better? Allen. I'll take Allen. Home yeah, 30, against Miami. 32 points against them the last time he faced them. Uh, the one thing to keep in mind is Xavier Howard may play in this game. So that'll put a little bit of a damper on possibly one of those receivers, most likely Foster. He did a good job on Foster last time these two teams met. Um, Jones had a big game against them. Jones had two touchdowns. And Lamar Jackson is facing Cleveland. They're sort of middle of the pack in terms of fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. Sure, but they're not going to have Denzel Ward. Right. And I, I think that their run defense isn't good enough to slow down Baltimore. I think Lamar Jackson's going to keep doing what he's been doing. Just imagine, like I think Jackson will be kind of where he was last week, which is right around 18 points. Let me tell you where Jackson's finished in his six starts in four-point-per-passing touchdown leagues. Uh, among quarterbacks, Jackson has finished. This is four-point-per-passing touchdown leagues. 13th, 8th, 12th, 16th, 9th, and 17th. So he's been top 13 four times, never higher than 8th, never lower than 17th. And he's he's been very consistent in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues, 15 to 22 fantasy points in all six games. I mean, that might seem like a big range, but it really isn't uh, in a, in six starts. So that's, that's Lamar. He's Jackson. a low-end starter. Yeah. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold coming off two big games. He'll be at New England. And uh, what do you think about Darnold this week? He's okay. I mean, like you said, it's it, in in New England. Numbers are a little bit different, you know, for what Robbie Anderson is going to be dealing with, what Elijah McGuire is going to be dealing with, and what Darnold's going to be dealing with. So uh, he played great against Houston at home. He played great last week in a, in a very favorable spot for him. It's just a matter of can he do that three games in a row. I think he'll be in that same range as Jackson, just a little bit behind, 17, 18 points. I like him better than Mayfield, you know, just if you're comparing the the two rookies. Um, but I don't think he's a slam dunk number one guy like he's been the last couple of games yeah. in terms of where he's finished. Right. He's ahead of Mayfield. He's ahead of Cousins. He's ahead of Trubisky. He's ahead of Carr, Jameis. Yeah, I would take Jameis over. I think Jameis is in a much better spot. And then you've got Teddy Bridgewater, maybe as a desperation play. Good matchup. Um, and then I'll just throw Eli Manning out there in what could be his last game as a Giant until next no. year when he starts every game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are you excited about that or no? I don't care. I don't care. Like, it's fine, whatever. I don't care. I mean, at this point, just draft a guy. It's and... a terrible draft for quarterbacks, you know. Uh, Sure. But do you make the move up to get Haskins? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Who's got the number one pick now? It's Arizona, right? Yeah. After last yeah, I night. think from from what Pete was saying, Jacksonville's in the in the great spot because the team is picking ahead of them. Don't need quarterbacks, right? But someone could trade up to go and get a quarterback, right? The Giants make the most sense. Yeah, it just it doesn't feel like any of those guys are worth it. At least that's the scouting reports seem to indicate that. But. Uh, it definitely seems like some of the guys that went after Saquon Barkley are going to be good, so it's probably a mistake to take Saquon Barkley for the Giants. I'm, I'm fine. I, he's he's. Super You'll fun. say that until they get a good quarterback. Yeah, it's true. Right. You don't have to rebuild. And then you'll be like, here. I'm glad I've got Saquon Barkley. Yeah, he's amazing. 
Okay, uh, running backs. So I've got four guys that are owned in more than 65% of leagues here that I want your thoughts on. Two of them are absolute slam dunks. You have to get them. Jamal Williams and Damian Williams. 75% own Jamal, 82% own Damian Williams. How about Doug Martin at Kansas City? It's obviously a good matchup. They give up five yards per carry to running backs. He had 61 yards and a touchdown against the Chiefs in, uh, just a few weeks ago. And Peyton Barber, 72% own, facing Atlanta, who has been, they've been better, but still giving up some fantasy points in the four games since Deion Jones returned. What do you think about Doug Martin and Peyton Barber this week? I think they're both in the conversation of startable, but in the low end, number two. Like, if you're ranking them, they're probably going to be closer to 24 than they will be to 18. Yeah, I like Martin better. I, I just think, you know, the Falcons defense is different with Deion Jones on the field. Yeah, it is. Um, mm. it, no, it definitely is. I oh, mean, it's 100% different. Well, they've allowed 15-plus fantasy points to a running back in three straight games. Dan they have. has been there for all three. But, now, but to, be fair, yeah. to be fair, <laughs> yes. it, it's been some really good running backs, but I still think you can get close to 10 with Peyton Barber. Yeah, but before that— He's got to score. A- a- Atlanta had allowed 18 or more fantasy points in non-PPR to six running backs in 11 games before Jones, and nobody's gotten there since. So it's like they're a good matchup now. They were maybe the best matchup before. So I just right. want to point that out. Um, all right, so that brings us to C.J. Anderson, who we already talked about. Uh, you know, the, the matchup gets tougher, although the Niners have allowed a rushing touchdown to a running back in five straight games. Is he matchup-proof in your mind, C.J. Anderson? Yes, because the offense he plays in. And you prefer him to Elijah McGuire? Yes. Yes. We haven't said Jeff Wilson's name yet. But when, when Matt Breida was out, Jeff Wilson had 23 carries for 90 yards, plus one catch for six yards against Denver. He's now going to face a Rams team that allows 4.8 yards per carry to running backs. Jeff Wilson, baby, 67% owned. Thoughts? Yeah, he's, he's startable. Uh, you know, I, I think you look at, um, you know, if the Rams have this game in hand, they'll probably start to pull some guys. You know, I don't think they're going to risk Aaron Donald or, or, or Sue or, you know, Littleton got hurt last week, had to miss some time. I wouldn't be surprised if you start to see those guys maybe come off the field, especially if, if Donald gets the sack record. He's four away, I believe, from Strahan. Oh, wow. He's not getting it. He's not? Well, I'm rooting against him, that's all. He already set the record for uh, defensive tackle sacks. He's pretty good. <laughs> I don't think he'll get four, but that's uh, it's attainable for sure. Uh, I did look at what the Rams allowed to running backs in blowout wins. If you, you don't think that Nick Mullins will slide underneath him to give him a sack like <laughs> Brett Favre four, so. four times? Uh, the Rams have had four. How much money, wins. if you're Aaron Donald, would you offer Nick Mullins to to take a dive? If he's, I would double his salary for away. this year. Well, that's like ten bucks, right? But, okay, now he probably carries that type soon. of money on him when he plays. <laughs> soon, I will tell you. Now, I will tell you what the uh, what the running backs in in. Okay, the Rams have blown four teams out. So if you think that's going to happen this week, know this. In those four games, no running back is more than 13 carries. No running back is more than 12 fantasy points in non-PPR or 13 in PPR. That includes a 39-10 win at San Francisco. What's that? Who are they? Who are those running backs? They are Marshawn Lynch, who actually had 11 carries, 41 yards, and a touchdown. David Johnson, who had a terrible game. The 49ers running backs, who all had terrible games. And David Johnson, again who last week had the best game of any of these guys. He had 12 points in non-PPR, 13 in PPR on 11 touches. And he caught the touchdown from Larry Fitzgerald, you know? So that matters. Has not been a, it does, hasn't been a great recipe 
for a recipe <laughs> for running backs in blowout losses to the Rams. Brian Hill. Yeah, they're not going to get blown out. It, like, Brian Hill's going to be huge this week. He could be. If You just got to watch for Tevin Coleman, what his status is. Yeah, gosh, crazy week. Uh, and then there's Royce Freeman. So the nice thing about these situations is not necessarily for seasonal leagues as much as it is for daily because they have to price it as if these guys are playing. Oh, well, they've already been daily. priced. Right. Right, there you get discounts for sure. You don't have to spend big at running back this week. I, all right, I'm going to just give you the rest of the names. Um, Royce Freeman, Darren Sproles, Zach Zenner, Mike Davis, New Orleans running back Dwayne Washington, Dallas running back Rod Smith, Carolina running back Cameron Artis Payne, Alfred Blue and Devontae Foreman for uh, for Houston. Any enthusiasm about those guys? Uh, I mean, look, if they're starters, you'd want to have the guy going against the Giants, would you not? Yes, absolutely. So there you go. There's Rod Smith. Um, Artis Payne against the Falcons, like we just said. They gave up. No, right. You're not playing them. They're playing, playing the Saints. The Saints. Uh, yeah, no, probably not him as much. Um, and then uh, Dwayne Washington against the Panthers, who they're all in that same report with McCaffrey. They also they may arrest Keekly. Oh, <laughs> that, and he's that's a big deal. Bottom barrel priced on DraftKings. Absolute minimum three K, three K for Dwayne Washington. Hey, Dave. Hey, I won twenty five bucks on FanDuel last week. Y- you took the mantle from me. Yeah, <laughs> I, my streak is over. All right, go me. I think we're, we should have another contest this week. FanDuel.com slash FFT. Bring it on, people. Oh, I had Aaron Rodgers. I, I bonanza that. I had Aaron Rodgers, Jamal Williams, Devontae Adams, and Robbie Anderson. You cry, it might be your best one ever. I wonder if that lineup, <laughs> well, it obviously wouldn't have been good enough to win a lot in like one of the bigger tournaments if it only won $25 in ours. I came in 41st place out of 1,176 people. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's my best finish of the year. So, bonanza. Uh, yeah, so we'll keep an eye on Washington, Dwayne Washington and Rod Smith later in the week. And Royce Freeman uh, against the Chargers would also have an opportunity. Devontae Booker, I- interested him in PPR? Low end. Yeah, I would take him over Freeman in, in that format. I'd take Freeman over Booker. And sure, yep. Okay. Uh, wide receivers. Just going to throw out a name. He's 70% owned. How do you feel about Adam Humphreys this week facing Atlanta? Great opportunity in PPR. Yep. He had 10 catches last week. Mm-hmm. He did. Uh, I'm just going to play the, the music real quick and tell you. Atlanta, in their last seven games, only Devontae Adams and Randall Cobb have scored double-digit fantasy points in non-PPR. <laughs> and only Adams, Cobb, and Fitzgerald have scored 14 or more in PPR. Very strange. He's been getting... I don't know how many end zone targets he had last week, but he probably had at least one. He's been getting them regularly with uh, Jameis. I am a little worried that they could give Ryan Griffin a look at quarterback. In Tampa, either by, you know, letting him play a half or letting him have the full start. Yeah, they have a lot to they lose. Moved him up. They moved him up to number two on the depth chart this past week. If Jameis gets hurt, they have a lot of money to lose. His contract becomes guaranteed right. for next year. Yeah. But depending on the injury. Um, all right, Robbie Anderson is number one. Uh, where do you have him ranked this week? Top 20 for me. Uh, right around 15. Jordy Nelson, two. I looked at every wide receiver with seven or more targets against Kansas City, and they had actually been doing pretty well. They had a stretch where they were very good against 
wide receivers. Um, but lately, I mean, the last two games, Tyra Williams, Mike Williams, Doug Baldwin, Tyler Lockett destroyed the Chiefs, so they, they may have taken a step back. And Jordy's been uh, 14 And they more. lost their best corner. Right. So the wrist injury, so. Yeah. Does he play in Week 17? Does Kendall Fuller play? Because if not, Oakland's going to go after their slot guy. And they'll line up Jordy there. Yeah, 14 or more PPR points in three of his last four games. And he had 10 for 97 against the Chiefs in uh, that game like four weeks ago. Jamie likes Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Dave, do you like Marquez Valdez-Scantling? He's a flex. All right. Deshaun Hamilton. So he's been six or seven catches three weeks in a row. That's great in PPR. And 40 to 47 yards in all those games and one touchdown. He scored in two? Oh, two. Last night he scored in the first one without two. He scored in two. So I, I think to really feel good about him in non-PPR, you've got to hope that he finds the end zone. PPR, it's a little different because of the volume that he gets. Yeah, Chargers are really good against receivers, but do you still think he can get his six for 45? Yes, Okay. definitely. That's Zay Jones and Robert Foster. So here's the stat for Zay Jones. I don't think I gave this. He has been getting about six to nine targets weekly. There have been 16 wide receivers with six to nine targets against the Dolphins. Ten of them have either 80 yards or a touchdown. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yep. Very solid flex. He's not a perfect receiver. He will drop the ball. His catch rate isn't great. But the the run game for Buffalo could be non-existent regardless of the matchup against Miami. And Josh Allen might just let it rip. Last home game. Yeah. He'll let it rip and he'll take off. He's, he's going to be a top 12 quarterback this week. All right, so there's Zay Jones and Robert Foster. I'm going to read the rest of the names and tell me if you're excited about any of them. Houston wide receiver DeAndre Carter. San Francisco, PPR, wide, yes. San Francisco wide receiver Kendrick Bourne. Uh, Mohamed Sanu, Chris Hogan. Cleveland receiver Rashard Higgins. Arizona wide receiver Trent Sherfield. Sherfield's interesting. He's basically been uh, 12 PPR points each of the last mm-hmm. three weeks, and it's coincided with Christian Kirk going down. And Sanu could get decent targets again. I don't, I don't know if he's going to score, but another guy who you might flex on him in PPR. I don't know how Kendrick Bourne doesn't have a respectable game if Pettis is out and if Goodwin's out too. Like, doesn't he have to do something at the Yeah, race? I mean, but, you know, he's just not that good of a player, plus the attention he'll get, plus Mullins maybe getting destroyed. Yeah. All right. But uh, he's not bad if you're completely stuck. I got a sleeper for you. Jamison Crowder, more than uh, 75 yards in two of his last three games, the exception mm-hmm. being Jacksonville. He'll face the Eagles this week. Yeah. Yeah, no thanks. Okay. He, like, I'd rather take a chance on some of the other guys that we talked about. The Buffalo guys easily. Broncos guys easily. Valdez Scantling I'll take ahead of him. How about Kenny Stills, Josh Reynolds, John Ross, or Ted Ginn? I doubt Ginn plays. I don't want to trust Ross, even if he does score, he doesn't get a lot of yards to go with it. I don't want to trust Stills. Reynolds is probably the best of the ones you name, but I don't feel good about him. Tight ends. Chris Herndon at the Patriots. Most of the good tight ends have done well against the Patriots, including Herndon. Seven catches for 57 yards. He's 66% owned. CJ Uzama at Pittsburgh. They're bad against tight ends. Ian Thomas playing pretty well, except for that matchup against the Saints. He had four catches, 48 yards, and a touchdown against the Falcons. He'll be at New Orleans, so but it could be the backup, so should be a better matchup. 
Gerald Everett's been pretty involved lately. Seven, seven, and six targets in his last three games. Niners pretty good against tight ends, but uh, Gerald Everett could get involved. Jamie's got Antonio Gates on here, I'm assuming, because last time he faced Denver, he had five catches, 80 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Baltimore tight end Mark Andrews had a long one last week. Mo Alleycox facing the Titans, who uh, have not allowed a touchdown to a tight end, right? No, they have not. Yeah, they, they've pretty much only faced like four or five good ones. Ertz had 112 yards. Ingram two weeks ago at 75 yards, but the Colts tight ends didn't do much. In fact, Ebron didn't have a catch. And Herndon, That was the game where it was reported that he was a decoy. That's right. That's right. But even then, Doyle had four for 43, and Chris Herndon had two catches for 31 yards. So whatever, Mo Cox. I think if, if Mario doesn't play, the Colts are going to blast them. Oh, yeah. They'll be able to do whatever they want. And then Houston tight end Jordan Akins will face Jacksonville. How many of these guys would you start over Kyle Rudolph? None. I've got oh, Herndon, Herndon, that's it. Herndon, yes. I've got Thomas ahead of Rudolph, and I don't know how good I feel about it. How about and this isn't this isn't an endorsement of Rudolph. It's just I don't right. think these guys are in that great of situations. How about David Njoku or the waiver wire? Njoku. Njoku. Njoku over Herndon? No. I, I don't have it that way. Okay. Herndon, yeah, you got to pick up Herndon. Uh, how about Trey Burton or the waiver wire? I'll take Burton. Don't I'll feel good Herndon about it. I'll take Herndon by far. We, right. So, like, I'm not thinking of Herndon as part of the waiver wire. Gotcha. Group. Right. Like, to me, Herndon's far and away ahead of them. Yes, I'll take Herndon ahead of Burton. How about Evan Ingram or Herndon? I do have Ingram higher. Yeah. Uh, Ingram, yeah. As long as Beckham's up. Right. And how about Vance McDonald or Herndon and then the rest? I love Vance McDonald's. Okay. I, I think the Steelers are going to do whatever they want. Yeah, all right. Vance, but would you take Herndon or McDonald? I would take McDonald in non-PPR, Herndon in PPR. Herndon in both for me. The DSTs we discussed, Eagles, Saints, Chiefs, Bills. Of course, the Seahawks if they're available. The Steelers if they're available. Last one I want to bring up, what about the Dolphins against the Bills? Any interest there? No. Uh, no. Okay. I think the Dolphins are going to get the Broncos' performance. They're checking out. Uh, and kickers. Mason Crosby against Detroit. Jake Elliott at Washington. Matt Bryant at Tampa Bay. The one thing I always will say is just keep an eye on the weather. You know, if you can get an indoor kicker, that's great. Um, but, you know, cold temperatures not necessarily good for, for kickers. Wind is obviously bad. So you don't have to make that decision now. But keep an eye on weather uh, this week. I think we're good. Thanks, guys. Everybody I'm, all set I'm to in, dominate in week 17? Yeah. How many indoor games do we have this week? I have no idea. The Saints? Saints. Are home. Falcons are on the road. Let's take a look. Vikings are home. I'm looking right now. This is really interesting. You know what else? <laughs> I got to go in for you. What is it? Saints. Got to go by. Texans. Vikings. Mr. Grinch. The end. The end. Three dome games. All right, goodbye, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas.